Hello, what have we here? Welcome to the IDP Nation Podcast, the Factory Sports Network's IDP-centric show. We're your hosts, Dan Cook and Daryl Winston. Are you ready for some tenacious IDP discussion? We've got you covered from the LV1 Year Taxi Squad. This is IDP Nation. And we're back. We're a little more uh, sober than our last episode. At least I am. I don't know about you, Daryl. I am. I'm good. You're good this time? Okay. So hopefully you enjoyed the, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what to call it, sometimes uh, show. Sometimes I'm just like, what happened here? But anyway, uh, we survived the weekend. We're back. We're, we're here to bring some actual knowledge to the show, not just yes. whatever it was on Friday night. <laughs> but anyway uh how's it going daryl going pretty good dan how are you how about that new franchise quarterback ryan Tannehill? you guys got i don't know what you're talking about you have to admit he looked pretty good and your receipt your receivers actually like caught footballs and did i do not know i did not watch the game i could not tell you it looked like a real live offense I watched the Red Zone all day. You watched the Red Zone all day. Well, the Red yep. Zone featured the, the Titans a lot because they were playing that 4 o'clock window, didn't they? They did. So they were on quite a bit with the Seahawks getting beat by Lamar Jackson's legs, basically. Ooh, you would think a team that has Russell Wilson yes. on it would be decent at defending <laughs> a running quarterback. Just, just maybe, you know, a running court, you know, the, the like OG, not, yeah. the, not the OG running quarterback, but you know, one of the veteran running quarterbacks in the league who is very much has a lot of the same skill set as Lamar Jackson has elusiveness and all. And, and he doesn't have that speed. I don't think that Lamar Jackson has, that's pretty elite speed, but you still think that they could, you know, spy him, do, do something. But anyway, enough of yeah. my Seahawks. Um, yeah, it was it was ugly. It was ugly, but again, I think it's very, <laughs> it's very. I, I can see it coming a mile away. You know, you got this team coming in. I mean, Earl Thomas obviously wanted to take it to the Seahawks so bad. You could tell. Um, he did. From, from what I hear, the crowd was nice to him. They they didn't boo him out of the building, which I'm glad because. It wasn't his fault he left. That's management. If management would have paid him, he would have stayed. So let's let's be real. It was about money, and it's business. So as I said before, when the Seahawks didn't offer anything, it's business on that end too. Because um, I don't think this Baltimore defense is elite either. So, um, but we'll get to the news and notes. I don't think they're going to be elite based off of their moves, but. Um, before we get into things, we have a new sponsor here at the IDP Nation podcast. And that sponsor is Fox City Beard Company. And our beards are way too important to put any old product in the same way 
you won't just throw any player in your lineup this Sunday. Welcome to Fox City. Using all organic oils, we boost the hormones in your skin needs to grow a thicker, fuller, and longer beard. With the natural shine and amazing scent that will get everyone's attention. So give Fox City a try by using foxcitybeard.com and use the promo code IDP to get an extra 20% off and shipping is free through November. And do you know what November is, Daryl? Yes, it's No Shave November. You're supposed to say no, and I was supposed to come in with that dramatic laying down the facts. But anyway, thanks for ruining that, Daryl. Anyway, it is No Shave November, so what a perfect time to get some Fox City Beard Company product. If you already have a beard, then you know you got to take care of that thing. Uh, and they have all sorts of stuff. Uh, I was looking... Um, and they have shampoos, beard washes, conditioners, Ooh. oils, uh, scalp oil for those of you who what? might like, you know, bick your head like like Daryl's losing a little bit up top. So, you know, he's pretty shiny up top, right? So he yeah, got some yeah. scalp oil he might need. Yeah, I'll have to check into that. Some wave balm, beard balm, all sorts of stuff at Fox City. So check those guys out. Use the promo code IDP to get an extra 20% off. Uh, that'll let them know that we sent you there, and we'd appreciate that. And No Shave November kicks off. This has nothing to do with Fox City Beard Co., but uh, if your uh, workplace does do a No Shave November, uh, you can keep that beard looking nice with some Fox City products in it. There you go. So... That being said, why don't you give us, and you know what, I can actually play, I think, this one this time here. Good news, everyone. Because <laughs> it's there not all gloom and doom about everybody in the IR. No. So what do we got going on? So, this one's right up your alley here. The Lions trade safety quandary digs to the Seahawks for a 2025th. And word on the street is he's wearing a former Seahawks number to your uh, disliking. Everything is a <laughs> Well, if, if it wasn't evident, I mean, maybe McDougal does hurt worse than we thought. Uh, but Quandre Diggs definitely does. He, he's better than pretty much any safety we have on the team currently. Right. So the Marquise Blair hype train might need to hit the brakes a little bit. Um, the, the Tedrick Thompson hype train that you know, I gave him a one-week reprieve for his glorious catch a few weeks ago <laughs> that saved the game against the Rams. But, uh, yeah, he's back to just being, Quand uh, you know, Quandre Diggs and McDougal to healthy. That, that's a better safety tandem. I still don't think they're elite. I still don't think the Seahawks defense is any good. But um, they, they get a chance to play uh, Matt Schaub. But I've heard mumblings that Matt Ryan's going to try to give it a go. Ooh. Dan Quinn didn't rule him out. I don't think yeah. that's a good idea. Even no, with I, even I, with the uh, poor pass rush by the Seahawks and, and not great defense, I, I think Matt Ryan should probably just take it easy for a week. Uh, enjoy the bye week. I think they have a bye week right after this. What week are we in? Eight? This is week eight, right? Yes. So actually, his bye week is week 10, but still, take two, two, three weeks, rest it. 
I mean, I also hear Patrick Mahomes is practicing. Like, what is wrong with these quarterbacks? Do they <laughs> not care about their future? Yeah, I saw that too. I thought, man, that's just crazy. Oh, it's just, just irresponsible. And I think our, our buddy Ethan Turner would completely agree that it's irresponsible. Like, high ankle sprains, I mean, yeah, the timetable is is what it is. But, I mean, the kneecap thing, like, is three to six weeks, and he's practicing, like, already. Like, I don't know what he's doing at practice. He's probably not going full out, but still, like, can we let stuff heal? Yeah, I mean, they don't give it time to get any hail yeah so i I don't know man and it's it's just i mean whether they're scared they're gonna lose their job or or they're i don't think either guy is in fear of losing their job to matt schaub or matt moore well i I, I get it but i mean I i just don't see the rush because like you said if you rush back too quickly you're only you could potentially make this worse than what it is and miss more time than what you what you really should have. The one in six Falcons aren't going anywhere. Right. I mean, unless Matt Ryan has some personal escalators in his, you know, contract that he has to hit. Maybe that's why he's rushing to get back. I don't know. Could be. Could be. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I know these guys are competitors, and I, I get that. They, they want to be on the field. They want to be with their team. But even the Mahomes thing, why, why rush that? I know you're a playoff team, a Super Bowl contender, but you rush back and you get hurt again, it's just going to hurt your team in the long run this season. And your your division's a dumpster fire. Like, right. you, you can get out of there with nine wins probably. You know, if, it, if it's three to six weeks – Take a couple of weeks and just relax. Let this thing heal. Then you kind of look at it in week three, and if you want to practice, don't come run out the gates four or five days after you just got hurt and try to yeah. push it. I mean, let this thing heal up a little bit. Get it some rest. Let it heal on its own a little bit, and then work your way back. Don't. I just think it's a dangerous uh, proposition to risk not only further injury but your team's playoff chances because – you know, they still are a playoff contender once he gets back. Yeah, it, it's just not smart in my opinion. So, I mean, they just need to do something else. Um, so getting back to, to the Quandre Diggs, um, like I said, he is probably a guy that you want to maybe pick up and just kind of see what he does week one. I mean, it's... It, it, Whenever, I mean, Minka Fitzpatrick was the one exception, I think, of the guy who came in and just started flat out putting up points right away for fantasy. Um, I don't think, I mean, he's going to play right away, I think, but I don't know that he'll have as big of an immediate impact as that. So I'm not sure you're playing him right away. Um, I definitely, I mean, he's probably already rostered, although he kind of has not really done much so maybe he hasn't been rostered um i don't know he's a wait and see for me i'm not sure the seattle secondary is i mean unless trey flowers has a ton of tackles besides that i'm not really sold on any of these guys right you know we we, we pumped up marquise blair i think a little too much maybe and he yeah and uh, I'm, still, I'm, still high on him, I'm still pretty high on him too but uh 
you know, He's I think, I think it's more of a long-term play than a short-term yeah. play. Diggs, I mean, yeah. you got him for basically nothing, so the Seahawks won out on that deal. Um, right. You know, they, they got a starter, an instant starter. <laughs> um, yep. Detroit must be happy with uh, Walker and Wilson. This is what that's telling me. And, I mean, uh, and I've kind of read some murmurings about uh, Will Harris they liked too, which opened up the door for Diggs to make his exit here. Right. So, any uh, other news? I mean, we, we you may not remember, we did cover the two <laughs> corner trades, the Jalen Ramsey yeah. and the Marcus Peters trades, which yeah, Marcus Peters up. paid immediate dividends uh, oh, for, yes. the, for the Ravens. Um, that was just a bad pass by Ross. He, he lofted that thing and yep right in his uh trajectory right there but but we do have a corner we can talk about that got traded that we didn't talk about last week the um raiders traded gary and connelly to the texans for a 2023 this is what happens when you don't have a general manager you say, you get a draft pick, and you get a draft pick, and you get five draft picks, and I'm pushing all the chips in because if I don't win this year, my job is gone. I'm gone anyway. So that's what this is. is He's, he's just it again. pushing it again. all his chips in on this year, and, I mean, he has a quarterback. They can't cover anybody. Right. So, I mean, they let the Falcons put up 30 on them. So, I mean, they, they needed oh, gosh, help. I mean, and Conley's not a bad corner. They still have him under control, I think, no, for two years, probably. Something like that. Yeah, I mean, he was hurt his rookie year and missed, what, basically the whole rookie season. Yeah. Um, has come back and been a little bit better. I think he's been nicked up a little bit along the way. But he's, like you said, he's not a terribly bad corner. Yeah, he's been pretty um, decent so this year. But, yeah, um, I think it was a good trade for Houston. Uh, good trade for the Raiders because, I mean – their mo is to kind of lose anyway so right so why why push it you know um joiner's been playing some slot corner they have other guys that can play trayvon mullen i think will get more playing time um who is there what the high you know day two pick trayvon mullen was yeah. so i mean they they they're without you know their top guy or one of their top guys jonathan abram Clayton Farrell hasn't been amazing, so you know I, I think they are still riding the course for the future. And John Gurdon basically has no pressure on him to win this year. So, and they're and actually you know doing—they're playing decent football, considering. Yeah, everything. I mean they played okay with Green Bay last week. Yeah, I mean they hung with Green Bay, which is surprising because they didn't have yeah. any—they did not have any wide receivers. Besides yeah. their uh, their undrafted guys, basically playing. So that's okay. So, I mean, and yeah. I, you know, I don't necessarily disagree with what they're doing. You know, if you can get all these picks, that's just more players that you can uh, build your team with uh, and quicker. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you're not going to go anywhere right now, so why not? You know, if you're not high on people like Conley, trade him away, get you in a third. It's not a bad pick. For a player like for Conley. a first round, they, uh, two years ago, first round pick, sure. Yeah, right, but I, I mean, think it's... what you're going to get in the upcoming draft will probably be better. 
in my opinion. Could be. This is going to has the potential to be a really deep draft. Yeah, I mean, this is a case of not my guy, so goodbye. Right. right. Not my draft pick, so I can get rid of him and not look bad. You know, yep. I could say, oh, this is somebody else's draft pick that I don't right. like. And that happens when new regimes come in, which is it why does. it's going to be interesting. Um, really interesting if some of these teams that are 1-6 or 1-5 or 0-6, oh you know, what they do with their upcoming do they keep the coaches in place right you know well, i, I think not going nowhere so well we know gruden's not going anywhere but there's other you know the i mean the one the other gruden's already been fired in washington i mean you, then you have the two rookie coaches in cincinnati where you would assume that they know that this roster was a dumpster fire and he can't win with it. Right. You know, do they give him a few years to, to hang himself, so to speak? Right. Do you think Doug Marone's on the hot seat? Jacksonville. Um, see, I don't know. Because the, the more I look at that team... It's basically a Tom Coughlin team with just some other dude calling plays. That, and they lost their quarterback. Yeah. Minshew's been Minshew's been, I mean, they've been better than anyone expected. Yeah. Still yet, you lost your starter in Nick Foles, so I guess he'll get a little bit of a pass for that. But Uh, I just kind of wonder with this defense being as good as, as it should be, this team has really underperformed to this point. You have Leonard Fournette, this good defense. So you really just need a Minshew or a Nick Foles type to lead, and he's not been well, able to get this team to win. So do you, I, I just kind of wonder if he's on the hot. You traded your best, arguably one of your best players in Ramsey. He forced that though. I mean, he his back injury magically healed up. I mean, the guy didn't want to be there anymore, so he but complained why and got that? out. You sure. have to look at who is causing these great players to want to leave. Because Telvin Smith left, and I, I still think Telvin Smith, part of it had to do with management. Jalen Ramsey definitely had to do with management. And is this a Doug Marone thing, or is it a management that's, thing? That's my point. I mean, is this Doug Marone, or is this... The problem is, Doug Marone can't fire the management. My point is, this is my question, though. So yeah. if you Shad Khan's the only one that can fire the management. If you think this is a Doug Marone thing, is he on the hot seat? Is he on his way out? Because you, I don't know. Because this is I mean, a Coughlin team. Somebody else that just happens to be making the calls. Here's what we have to decide: Is Shad Khan married to Tom Coughlin running this team, or is he willing to listen to his players a little bit? And understand they don't really like working for Tom Coughlin, and they don't want to come here. It's going to make it very difficult for them to attract free agents and stuff like that. It, it's. I look at it as we're not there. We're not on the ground talking right. to these players. You know, if we had some access to the players and we could ask them, you know, what's what's up with your man? Like, get like a you know anonymous source kind of thing. You know, right. like. What's the deal? Does everybody hate Coughlin or does everybody hate Maroon? Because it seems like the players don't mind playing for Doug Maroon. I mean, Jalen Ramsey has a little spat with him, but I right. mean, Jalen Ramsey has a problem with everybody, it seems like. So, how funny is it, though? Um, 
that we didn't talk about this, I don't think. But how funny is it that Jalen Ramsey walks in? And just, I'm just picturing this as like a Hollywood scene of him walking in and seeing Blake Bortles as the first person he sees in the Rams locker room. <laughs> like, and the Hollywood movie ending, and I'm not wishing anything upon Jared Goff, but the Hollywood ending would be Jared Goff gets hurt, and guess who has to come lead the team into the playoffs? Blake Bortles. And then Jalen Ramsey has like a nightmare that's just never ending. But it's, it is interesting that the L.A. Rams now own the last, like, the three years in a row, top five picks of the Jacksonville Jaguars. With Jalen yeah. Ramsey, Dante Fowler, and Blake Bortles. <laughs> they do. That just shows how poorly run that team was at that time. Although, I mean, right now, those are three, I mean, two really good players and one decent game manager. I won't say he's good. But don't you kind of, it's almost kind of the same as the Raiders situation for the Jaguars. They're getting rid of Ramsey. The Raiders got rid of Mac Um, and they're acquiring picks. So I kind of see the same thing, but I just, for me, I'm not a big Doug Marone guy. I just, I don't think he's the right one to lead them where they need to be. Yeah. But like I said, it's a, I think it's more of a Tom Coughlin thing and, you know, Tom Coughlin is, you know, has Maroon. And Maroon was his guy. You know, because it got rid of uh, Gus. Right. For Doug Maroon. So, I don't know. Let's stop talking about the Jaguars. That's a, yes, please. It's they're, they're, they're not a very good team to talk this much about. It yeah. seems like we get on this rut of talking about bad teams for a while. And, <laughs> and it just keeps going. All right. So, let's see. We got the Bills corner Tredavious White. And the Cardinals outside linebacker Chandler Jones were the players of the week for the AFC and NFC. Yeah, the Cardinals actually brought some defense. Yeah. It was nice to see for once. Real sucks, and yeah, they did real. They they played a solid defensive game, which is not something we've seen out of the Cardinals in a while. Um, right. It's been, you know, Chandler Jones was on the team and, and Buda Baker and some of the key pieces. But uh, Patrick Peterson just brings, I think, uh, a, a different level to that defense. I feel like yep. the first six weeks they played like, eh, nobody expects us to be any good. Right. With Patrick Peterson back to shut down the one side of the field, you know, it, it helps the defense so much. Yep. It puts such pressure. And you're playing against a rookie quarterback doesn't hurt either without one of his top weapons although evan ingram didn't do squat barkley really didn't do much i mean it was their first games back but back from injury but wasn't really terribly impressive game by the giants right so speaking of the giants they signed linebacker Dion buchanan i file that under who cares you know, that's kind of, I was curious to what you were going to say. I really was. Um, I mean, Marcus Golden has played really well for them. He's a linebacker. I think I this mean, is just a depth thing. Right? It's probably. I mean, they've lost three linebackers to IR, haven't they? Uh, Yeah. And they got that? a few more banged up. I mean, Ogletree hasn't been healthy all year. He's right. been in and out of the lineup. Um. And Connolly and uh, Mayo is Mayo still healthy? Uh, 
I want to say Mayo is healthy. Yeah, Mayo's like their fifth string guy that they got going. So they need yeah. some depth. I mean, they, they the Giants haven't been a terrible football team is the shocking thing, I think. They've been average. You know, they've played some bad teams and gotten wins over bad teams, but you got to do that. I picked the Giants to beat the Cardinals. They couldn't take care of that business because Chase Edmonds tore them up. But, uh, but yeah, anything else that we got going on here? Um, let's see. Real quick, we talked about those. Two more real quick ones. Uh, Malik Hooker is expected back for the Colts this week. Um, I'm avoiding him. I think we discussed this a couple weeks ago. Just the injury concerns, I'm not touching him. It's been this way since college, one thing after another. He's just... You've said it a million times. Availability is your best ability, and if you can't stay healthy and be on the field for me, I don't. I just don't want nothing to do with you. And then we kind of mentioned this off the show. Didn't know it. Neither one of us really. Panthers. Brian Burns is recovering from a wrist injury, surgery. Yeah. Which I mean, take care of it now, young guy. You don't want to. Right, and it could be something just minor, like a cleanup procedure or something like that. I mean, yeah, he missed. Was. He missed practice, uh, but doesn't seem like they're that concerned. He's not on IR or anything like that, so maybe a couple weeks. Sounds like they timed it right. They hit the bye week and give him an extra week to kind of – so I'm thinking it's just a simple procedure like a cleanup or something like that. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to find that news, but anyway. Um, some minor other things. I mean, the Eagles are a – a train wreck so they've released guys and he didn't mean that Shane he didn't mean that Shane he would know because he watches (laughs) the games and I had to watch that abomination of a football game on Sunday night I wanted to watch some good football but unfortunately there was none to be found at least least my boy Derek Barnett built me up and got a sack so I'm happy with that yeah but I mean their, their pass defense is so bad Yes, it is. They, they're not getting barely any pressure on the quarterback. Their linebackers are atrocious. Their corners are even worse. <laughs> I mean, you have infighting in, in-house now. You, you got all kinds of stuff coming out. You got Fletcher Cox apparently defended himself in his home. I saw that. With a shotgun. I mean, granted, if somebody breaks in your house, you know, you have legal right to defend yourself. But, but yeah, it just doesn't really sound like a good situation. I mean, I'm not saying he did anything wrong, but, you know, it's just not a good situation to be in. I mean, so. Britt Baker. Uh, Yay. My bad. All right. Stop watching TV. See, this is why I don't have a TV in, you know, last week I did record with TV because it was a Thursday night. You made me record. I'm, I'm, lis- I'm listening to you. But uh, but anyway, so Britt Baker and well, to- just mute your mic if you're going to spout off nonsense that these people don't know anything about. Trust me, they know who Britt Baker is. They may, but they're here to talk about IDP, not wrestling. Fine. Anyway. Wrestling. Wrestling. Anyway, so. Is there any more news, or are you just no, staring at TV? No, we're good. Staring I'm... at female wrestlers. <laughs> you done? You done? I'm very good at multitasking. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. 
Anyways, no, well, get on to the main event. Well, yeah. Before we do that, let's hear from the Scouting Academy. <laughs> Scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the Scouting Academy. They've educated NFL GMs, personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position-by-position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn from the NFL execs and coaches. Sign up today and get a Dynasty Football Factory exclusive discount for limited time only. Save $50 when you sign up at DynastyFootballFactory.com. So go check out the Scouting Academy at DynastyFootballFactory.com. And I'm just going to officially, you're just going to have a stage name, and your stage name is going to be Bobby, so I can play this for you all the time. Don't blame me, Bobby! <laughs> Every time you, you do something that I should edit, but I probably just leave it in so that the, the people can hear what I have to deal with on a daily basis. <laughs> um, anyway. God dang um, it, yes, God dang it, Bobby. Well, I missed this one here that I should have probably hit, but... We're going to get into our main event. Our main event, we're going to... We're halfway through the regular season of football for some crazy reason. Yeah. We're week seven this week. Or now week seven by. just passed. Yeah. I'm all confused. Yeah, it's... Probably because time flies so much during the beginning of football season that I just... It's a... It's a... It's gone before you even know it. Um, so seven weeks have passed. Most regular seasons last about 12 uh, 12 to 13 weeks, and then playoffs begin in 14 through 16. So most of you are about halfway done with some bye weeks coming. The bi-nado, bi, bi apocalypse, whatever you want to call it, uh, is coming. I believe week 10 and week 12, a lot of heavy hitters are gone uh, from not only IDP lineups, but also offensive lineups. I know wow. we talk about IDP, but offense is kind of important as well. Oh, yeah. Um, so at that, you know, we, we've been breaking down the 12s. We took a couple weeks off from that. I think that gets a little boring. Yeah. For a while. Um, but we are going to take a look at who your L, your, not your L, just your LB ones, but your, your, your ones, who those top 12 are season long. And this is a week to week game. So who's being consistent and who's not being consistent. We're going to kind of break down those uh, pretty quickly. Uh, I say pretty quickly because we, we don't have a ton of time to talk about each position. Uh, D-tackle will take pretty quickly because you got your guys and then you got your eh guys. Um, no, now I'm using my home league scoring because it's pretty scaled back. It's not really a big play scoring. So if, if the guys are top 12 in this, they're probably top 12 in just about everything unless you get huge points for something crazy um i know we have used the the dfw 30 uh d yeah dfw right 36 uh as yeah. our kind of basis for this but i think this is a little bit more close to your basic you know one point per tackle half point assist three for a sack three for an interception you know kind of conservative i'll say scoring for defense not no player yeah, left behind i'm gonna pull up my home league and see how it compares just a little bit so okay 
Yeah, so we can kind of see, you know, a big play league. You might have some guys in here that maybe ran back something for a touchdown. I mean, we still get six points for a touchdown if you run something right. back here. So. so where do you want to start at? What position? Uh, D-tackle is where okay. we're going to start. Kind of we, we like we go through. So I'll run through okay. the top 12 and then we can kind of do some analysis okay. here. So DeForest so Buckner at no surprise is number one. Uh, Grady Jarrett, number two. Aaron Donald, number three. Sean Robinson's four. Shelby Harris is five. Taylor Davidson, six. DJ Reader, seven. Sheldon Richardson, eight. Derek Nandi is nine. Deron Payne, ten. Geno Atkins, eleven. And Linval Joseph is at in at twelve. Uh, the highest rookie that I noticed is Dexter Lawrence at number 14. And he's the only rookie in the top 32 defensive tackles. So, uh, yeah, uh, I know dynasty wise, I still believe in Quinton Williams and Ed Oliver. Uh, but yeah, they're not looking too shit too great right now. Um, real quick. So some, some highlights, uh, your, your studs are pretty much there. I mean, you have your Buckner, Donald, Grady Jarrett plays like every snap known to man. So he's going to be up there. Um, Sheldon Richardson's up there. Um, Deron Payne is a favorite of yours. Geno Atkins, Linval Joseph. These guys, you know, they you expect to be here. Um, Pretty much had the same ones you did. Yeah. A um, little bit different order. Like my number one was Geno Atkins. Okay. Um, one that you mentioned rookies, somebody that was, he actually was second in defensive tackles was Jeffrey Simmons who made his season debut. This well, are you, are you looking at week seven? I'm looking at, yes, the f- I am. so I'm looking at the oh. first half of the okay. season. Okay. Let me go back. Then. So okay. let's, let's, let's get on the same okay. page here because we're bad. talking about the first half of the season here. My bad. That was my anyway. Decision. Yes, and Jeffrey Simmons did have a nice game the other day, and he is somebody you should look to pick up if he's available. Your dynasty yeah. leagues, somebody probably has him because he was a top twenty pick. So you mentioned Lawrence Dexter Lawrence is your top rookie. He would be the top rookie in mine as well. Okay. Number seventeen. I'm trying to look at see if there's someone in mind that you didn't mention. Um, did you mention Danny Shelton? No, I didn't. He's 16. He's, he, he's 12 in mine. So. Okay. I mean, there's a little slight difference. I mean, we're talking yeah. like a point difference, oh, yeah. basically, yeah. To, to make this. Um, so some of the other guys that are here, um, you know, and looking at some of the guys, it's just basically been they're plugging along. Shelby right. Harris is a guy. He's not had any less than two and a half points, nothing greater than five and a half points in this league setup. So he is not doing anything outstanding. He's not going to win you a week, but he's not going to lose you a week either. He's been very consistent. Exactly. Uh, Tyler Davidson, much the same. DJ yep. Reader. Uh, DJ Reader had the week one was his worst week at one point. Um, most of these guys don't have goose eggs. Uh, Geno Atkins, on the other hand, does have a goose egg. In week six, got no points. In week one, no one point. In week four, one point. So he is kind of your boom bust D tackle, which is not what I really like to play. I mean, if I have Geno Atkins on my team, I'm playing him. Right. But he's not a guy I'm going to go search out in a trade. I'm looking to maybe deal him off of his hot weeks and get somebody with a little safer floor, possibly. Um, Yes. You know, DeForest Buckner's been up and down, but, you know, two points is his minimum 
for, for you know, two tackles, basically it. Um, Grady Jarrett is one of those kind of plugger guys away. Aaron Donald's been getting hotter. He's yep. still, you know, not really peak Aaron Rodgers. Or, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Donald. Um, <laughs> maybe he'll have an Aaron Rodgers-like performance and come out with, like, six sacks to, to match Aaron Rodgers this week. But, um, but most of those guys that are there, you know... Derek Nandi's a guy that I, I talked about a lot in the offseason, and he's not been great. He's had a couple decent weeks, but he's in the top 12. And that's looking at position scarcity. This is like your tight ends. Right. And you got your I- dudes that you want, and then you got the guys that are just – you throw him in and hope they get a couple points for you. And one that I'm looking at that's kind of solid, he's 11th in my league, is Ashawn Robinson. Yeah, he was fourth or seven three. So I mean, he's been really consistent, and he'll give you a couple good games along the way. But you can depend on him, and I think with Hmm. this position, I think that's kind of something you got to look for is dependability. And uh, if you can get somebody that can be consistent like that, then that's kind of where you need to be. Some interesting names that are not on this list that we did not mention: Um, Fletcher Cox. He's down. He's you know the second tier. Um, of these guys damon snacks harrison who you know my like top dude he's not up here he's he's all the way down at 24 on this list uh chris jones now his his is semi-health related he's missed a couple games the last yeah. couple games um but he should be back uh soon he's questionable currently um but these are guys that you expected to be studs and they're not uh, and Dominican Sue as well. So so they're hurting you. So am I saying go get rid of them? I, I think most of them will find their way back on, on the plus side and will make their way into the top 12 as some of these other guys fall out um, with some boom weeks. And that's the thing is you got to pick what do you want in your defensive tackle. Do you want the boom weeks or do you want the safe floor? At D-tackle, if I don't have DeForest Buckner or Aaron Donald – I want a safe floor. All right. So I'm going for the guy that's going to get me two or three points consistently rather than a goose egg. And every once in a while gets a sack and, and makes a nice game for me. Uh, so that's D-tackle. Moving on to defensive end, and I hate defensive end. <laughs> I've grown to hate it only because you, you get these great weeks out of these guys and then you get these god-awful weeks from them. Um, but you know yeah. who's not doing that? Daniel Hunter, because Daniel Hunter yes. has been consistent all year long. And he was uh, my uh, prop bet for last week. Yes, he is first uh, in in defensive end scoring. Uh, Hubbard be. has calmed down a little bit, still pitting up decent numbers. Uh, Sam Hubbard's two. Joey Bosa, your buddy, is number three. Cameron <laughs> Jordan at number four. Miles Garrett at five. Wow, wait a minute. I've got Garrett in my league at two. Our top five is the same but garrett is two okay i just that kind of i wonder why he's not as high in yours i don't know interesting i don't know <laughs> uh Calais campbell's at six cameron hayward at seven matt ionitis at eight that's a huge surprise in my it's, eyes because he's strange. not been that great uh, Emmanuel Ogba's at 9, J.J. Watt at 10, Brian Burns 11, and Yannick Ngakwe at 12. Um, Ionitis has been consistent, though. 
I mean, yeah, consistent, but not getting. He's not getting those good weeks though that you're, you're well, looking for. Yeah, I mean, he's you're roughly looking at three tackles, five tackles, four and a sack, seven, five and a half sack, one and a sack, and then this past week was his big game. He actually had nine tackles, so that may have boosted his numbers a little bit. But it's, I mean, you're looking at. Well, Solid I think numbers. you can throw any number from that Washington-San Francisco game straight out the window. <laughs> right. Because that was not real football. I mean, it, it, real it, football. Well, it was, but it's not real, like, IDP stat-wise football. It's, it's, it's not the normal. It's not what you can expect on a week-in, week-out basis. But it was so great to see, though. Because basically, your linemen are going to get expanded numbers because they're Running backs and they they can't move off the line when you're playing in a foot of mud. A slot bowl. Yeah, I mean, and yes, I agree. Watching that kind of game, was, uh, I didn't watch much of it because the Redskins are not. Of it. It kind of reminded me of my days as a kid when we'd go out and play in the rain and the snow and the mud. And... Sure, playing in that fun. Watching that, no thanks. Give me a competitive football game. That's... Oh, I get it. I understand. You I just. I mean, the Niners eked out a victory because, Ooh, I mean, they, they would have probably torched them if the field conditions were decent, but... Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, that, that just you can't judge anything based off of that. No, I agree, I agree. I was just poking at you a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, guys on this list are guys, you know, besides Ionitis and Ogba, I'm not surprised by anybody on this list. Who's your top rookie? Uh, Brian Burns was number 11. Ooh. Okay, see, I've got oh Josh Allen. At yeah, Josh six. Allen's not too far off. Josh Allen at six, Nick Bosa at fifteen. That was my top two. Rookies. So maybe Our, this will help. How many points does Miles Garrett have? Uh, Miles Garrett. Let me click up here. He has. Where'd he go? Oh, uh-huh. he has eighty-six right now. So your your point values are double what i have so you yeah, probably you, you probably get expanded sack numbers whereas yeah. the, these numbers are very conservative so the, again and your scoring system may be different but this is just a general you know this is where the guys are performing yeah, yeah. this is more raw data i think than it is fantasy yeah, this data. is a sack heavy scoring league so to speak this is not this is a very conservative very well, down. I mean, I, I say sack. Actually, spoke. Oh, oh goodness, I was looking at the wrong call. He has fifty-two, fifty-two points, but it's well, still, still he's still about twenty points higher than than this league scoring. Yeah. So you're getting expanded points for stuff. This is yeah. very Hunter, for example, number one, and he has fifty-eight. So those two are very close. Yeah. So, like I said, this is a very button-down raw data kind of league where you basically you get a point for everything you do and a half right. point for an assist and stuff like that so it's very close back. to yours is is just big play or a bigger play than this it's probably bigger not play, big yeah. play because you know you don't have yeah guys. it's not the six or eight points per second i think uh, if i remember correctly i've got it set at like three per sec three per interception that's what this I, is but you yeah. have you have some something added in to give you an extra 18 points uh, maybe uh, yards. no yards tackles get, for loss tackles for loss we do 
See, there's uh, where the extra comes in then, probably. Yeah, we do do tackles for loss. It's one point for a tackle for loss. Okay. And pass deflections. I don't know if you do that. We do We that do pass well. deflections, but it's probably the so tackle we, for loss stuff that is yep. probably evening this. They're making yours a little higher. Yeah. Um, so some of the guys that have gotten higher sacks get credit for a tackle for loss as well um, in there. So taking a look at some of the guys outside the top 12 that we may have anticipated. I mean, Frank Clark is right on the doorstep for mine, so I'm not going to call that a loss. Yeah, he's 18 in mine. Um, so some guys, Jonathan Allen's kind of been down, although he's been hurt um, some of the season. Um, Nick Bosa's up there. Um, I'm surprised he's starting as well. Although he has, he's been very boom bust four and a half, zero one. I mean, he was banged up a little bit in those games, but, uh, 12 coming off the bye, a half a point and then eight points in the slot bowl. Yeah. See, I've got him at 14, zero and 13 and since the bye. So yeah, yeah, he's, uh, definitely boosted his, uh, his, uh, ranking. Uh, he's, uh, 5.8 a game is what he's scoring right now. Yeah. Which puts him on par with players like in my league, like Mario Addison, mm-hmm. uh, Eric Armstead, those type players. That's kind of where he's at right now. Josh Allen, he's kind of scoring on a per game average, the same as them. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's, there's the guys that you expect to be up here. And then there's guys that are just not anywhere near like looking down for the d ford we expected a whole lot more out of somebody asked me about d ford this morning and i basically said he's kind of a wait and see because he's been injured yeah he's his snap counts are down because they're trying to kind of ease him along ease him in you know they're not trying to blow his knee out you know they need him i mean he's 36th in my league yeah i mean he's way down there he's he's 36th I mean, and then you got guys like Trent, like Trey Flowers, guys that we kind. Of, I mean, I kind of wanted to move off of him this year. Um, you he's know, not, I thought he would do damn. better than what he's done. I, I really did. I thought with Ashawn Robinson and Deshaun Hand and that that whole group up there, I thought he would do better than what he's doing. And so far, I've been wrong. He's um, oh Trey Flowers. I don't even know. He's thirty fifth in mine. I mean, then you got guys like Olivier Vernon, who we thought new home. Yeah. This Cleveland Browns defense. I mean, the Cleveland Browns defense in general has been a disappointment. Um, he's not doing now, it. has been banged up a little bit, but he has been. But I mean, I don't think he has maybe one sack on this line. Yeah, he's not done what we thought. He's got one sack playing across from possibly the number one defensive end in the league. Okay, I got a name for you. I know this is one that I didn't expect, but John Simon. Yeah, I think that's more. It's. I hate Belichick defenses. I hate playing anybody on them. I had to get it in there. Honestly, I mean, I'm playing Jamie Collins out of sheer necessity in leagues, and you know he went from boom to this past week getting a half a point because I don't know because Belichick didn't want to play him or something. I don't know. So, I mean, he would probably be your top linebacker right now, if which we're going to get to now, um, if you, yeah. if he actually, like, I don't know, played consistently. I think that's more of a Belichick thing than a Jamie right. Collins thing. Jamie Collins is playing good football. Um, he is. He has played really well. I mean, he maybe he was one of the ghosts that Sam Darnold saw, and 
he was playing a <laughs> uh, but linebacker i don't think there's any huge shock in any of these names i think there's some shock in guys we thought would be higher on this list so let's get into it Corey littleton is number one um so yeah okay he's only averaging nine points a game so uh he'll come down to earth he's fourth in my league okay let's just let me run down and then you can talk about your league okay Okay. Uh, Devin Bush is number two, and he's hasn't even played. He's played one less game than Corey Littleton. Uh, Blake Martinez three, Jordan Hicks four, Eric Kendricks five, Jamie Collins six, Joe Schobert at seven, Bobby Wagner at eight, Luke Keekley at nine, Devondre Campbell at hmm. ten, Jalen Smith at eleven, Danny Trevathan at twelve. And I say that with that kind of uh, emphasis on that. Because Campbell, Jalen Smith, and Danny Trevathan are higher than their counterparts that we all thought would be higher than them. You have Deion Jones sitting at 20, 10 spots behind Devondre Campbell. You have... Leighton Vander Esch. Now, granted, he's dealt with an injury last game at uh, 21. Uh, again, 10 spots behind Jalen Smith. And then you have Danny Trevathan, who uh, has played one more game then. But I'm scrolling way, way, way down. I don't even think I see him. Uh, there's Roquan Smith down at 45. And Roquan's played pretty well. He just missed a game because, I don't know, we, we still don't know why he missed a game, but... Round. I guess the league is not swept under the rug. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, the the interesting thing about these guys is more the flip flopping of what we thought would happen. And um, you know, Trevathan's played one more game than Roquan, so that could even out, given a sixteen game, you know, average. Um, he is averaging um, about a point and a half under what Danny Trevathan is averaging. So Trevathan's actually been the better player. Um, so it, it's interesting because in this scoring format that I am showing, you, you had your heavy hitters that we've been talking about throughout the beginning of the season uh, as LB2s, your Shaq Barrett's, your Whitney right. Merciless's, your Chandler Jones. Well, Chandler Jones wouldn't have been on this list unless he had that blow-up game. Um, but a lot of these outside linebacker types, they are still kind of, you know, this is more, I guess, tackle-skewed league than than sack-skewed. Um, they're they're yeah. still not up there, necessarily. So how about your yeah. league? What what any, any big differences stand out? Well, I think your... we got to mention Leonard. He's been out with injury. He has um, been. So that's kind of where he's at in case y'all haven't don't know or whatever but i think he'll bounce back nicely curious that he thought about retirement by the way did you see did that? you read his twitter post though he said at no point did the word retirement come out of his mouth oh okay i did not see that I did he not. said he was he just simply was saying that he was reflecting on his family and and his life and it, i mean that's a legitimate concern though and I mean, he because he did tweet something that kind of sounded a little scary, but then, you know, as far as us IDP players, obviously the player's <laughs> right. health is more important than our 
oh, game. Yeah. But <laughs> as a dynasty player, that's got to kind of scare you a little bit. Yeah, a little because bit. you're like, is this guy going to just up and retire on me? Like Telvin Smith. Like, yeah. um, who was it from the Niners a few years ago that just said, I'm done. Oh, um, uh, was it Willis? Nah, Patrick Willis did not retire Willis. a little young, but he he wasn't the guy I'm talking about. It's not Willis. It's not Bowman. Oh man, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, uh, it's slipping my memory. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember either. But uh, anyway, my league. I have actually I have a tie at the top. I have Eric Kendricks and Blake Martinez are tied for first, and then they're followed by Jordan Hicks, Corey Littleton, Devin Bush, and Joe Schobert. Now, actually, Schobert and Bush would probably be the top two because they've played one game less. They've got that bye week in there. So they are actually averaging – both of them are tied at 10.5 points a game. Luke Keekley would probably be up there with them. Uh, He's played one less game, too. Yeah, he's at 12 right now, though. So he's Yeah, but he's played one less game. I mean, he's averaging a point and a half greater than the people ahead of him. Yeah, he's he's just a little bit behind, but yeah, Shaq Barrett's up there, Wagner Collins. Um, you mentioned Campbell; he's thirteen. Jones is fourteenth. Uh, Zach Cunningham has done really well so far. Uh, yeah, at seventeen, I mean, he's not been spectacular, but he's that LB two as we we mm-hmm. discussed, um, and I think he's a high LB two. He's a safe LB two because he seems yeah. to be. Consistent five, fourteen, seven, twelve, three, four, six. I mean, he's he's consistently getting the tackles. I think he gets a couple big plays in my league that boosts his numbers up a little bit. But yeah, that's the thing is, you know, what are you looking for out of your linebackers? With me, uh, I'm looking for consistency and I'm looking for that floor with potential. You know, that's why I do like guys like Luke Keekley that make big, explosive plays. You know, I, now. I've been telling you to sell Luke Keekley for years now. But, uh, <laughs> I, have been, I have. I won't. I won't say I haven't been, but those are the types of guys that you know can make plays, but have that nice, solid six to seven tackle floor, easy. Um, and I, I and some. some, are... some... Go ahead. I was going to say some surprises up up towards the top of the list. You know, Jordan Hicks isn't really a surprise because his his issues always been health. Right. Can he stay healthy? So, I mean, that's been the question. He is currently holding a questionable tag, which is interesting. Um, <laughs> keep an eye on that. Uh, yeah, but Eric Kendricks and Jamie Collins, I think, are the two biggest surprises. Because Eric Kendricks has always been one of those. He's good, but. He has. Really and then there's that. But that it's like he's not elite. And he is in the LB1 conversation now. Right. Um, and has been, I think, for a while, but most people don't prefer him to, you know, people would take, I'm sure, 10 guys ahead of him right. and very it, easily. I got to admit, I was kind of surprised when I clicked on my top 12 for my league to see him tied up there with Blake Martinez. But he has 62 tackles on the year. I mean, you're looking yeah. a quick rundown. He's had 6, 8, 7, 12, 7, 10, and 12. And he's had basically two pass deflections in all but two games. So, I mean, he's doing a little bit in the passing and coverage, too, to help you out if you do those type of uh, scoring. But, yeah, I was really surprised to see him up there with Martinez, the Littletons, the Bushes. You know, I, 
if you would ask me before the season, I would put him as an LB2. Yeah, it's about where I have him, LB2, LB3 conversation. But in, so the, in this league, is crazy. in this league, six and a half has been his low week, and that was um, against the Raiders, in which a game that Minnesota dominated, and right. he didn't really have to do much. So, um, But yeah, I mean, looking at this list, I'm not really surprised by many names on it. I mean, Damian Wilson is probably one of the most surprising names on this list. Oh, Damian Wilson. Um, Hassan Reddick is, you know, plugging away at, you know, his low week of five and high week of 9.5. He's been very steady uh, for you right. if you believed in Hassan Reddick. Uh, Shaq Chris- Thompson, speaking of believing in people, uh, Shaq Thompson <laughs> is still around. And Christian okay. Smith has been a surprise if you get sack heavy scoring. I don't know that that's a surprise because really? I think. I think I we didn't think he would do that in Green him or Zadarius Smith, but both Smiths and Green Bay, I just did not see this coming. I I really didn't. I just to me they were no better than what Clay Matthews was. And he wasn't great there. Um but they they've exceeded what I expected. I don't know. The Green Bay style of rushing is linebacker rushing, and that's all they asked Preston Smith to do and Zadarius Smith. So I'm not surprised that he has these nice weeks. I'm not surprised that he's had games of half a point and 1.5 either. So, I mean, that's that's the thing is I don't want linebackers like that on my team that can give me what a defensive tackle can give me. Right. You know, I, I don't want a half a point in week seven going up against somebody for first place. I want somebody like I'd rather have Thomas Davis putting up five a week than somebody like Preston Smith. Now in some big sack heavy leagues, I'll roll the dice of Preston Smith because that two sack game could be 60, 70 points. Absolutely. Because these big play, you know, linebacker sack, you know, you play in some of these leagues where sacks, you get yardage as well. So if you get a 20-yard sack, yeah, you know, two sacks for negative 20 yards, and you get the tackle for loss mixed in there, like you can rack up points. Like, Yeah, if you're looking at his sacks, he's done really well. One and a half, zero. Three, zero. One. One and a half, zero. So yeah. he's had a mixed bag. Um but he's still kind of done better than what I expected. He really has. Yeah. Um, Neville Hewitt's been a, a surprise for the Jets without yep. uh, Avery Williamson in there. Um, he's been a surprise. He did miss a game in there and had a bye week in there, so that's why he's a little low. Um, Where's Khalil Mack for you? Khalil Mack is right around 29. So yeah, he's, he's in that 35th little, in my league. LB3. He yeah. hasn't really done much. I mean, he's had a couple of decent games. I mean, he has a couple. I mean, he had that weeks two through four had some nice sack numbers, yep. but and yeah, last, eight eight tackles against the Saints. I mean, that's just kind of crazy to see. Yeah, that's what I was fixing. High to tackle numbers for him. But. I kind of get the feeling he's going to be a second half difference maker, though. Because I kind of got... get the feeling that the Bears aren't any good. <laughs> and that Chuck Pagano is not any good at coaching. That's true. That's very true. Because Vic Fangio had the same talent 
I mean, get Akeem Hicks is hurt. I'll, I'll give them that, but yeah. they have the same talent on this team, and they're not very good. Bryce Callahan didn't make that big of a difference in this team. Nope. Akeem Hicks might make a big difference, but they're just yeah. not any good. Right. And it, it's not the Bears team that we're used to seeing in the past few years. It's the same players. I don't know. I mean, I just think Chuck Pagano's maybe gotten this reputation for being a defensive guru. and It's not there. But then again, Vic Fangio can't duplicate what's going on in Denver. So maybe they just should, should just switch places. You know, bring Vic back to, to coach this team because they, they're just not getting right. it done. I mean, and Denver's defense is not any good. Um, we didn't mention Demarcus Walker, um, but he has been a bright spot for them uh, with losing Chubb. Yeah. But anyway, uh, getting back to it, uh, some of the disappointing names we talked about, uh, we didn't talk about Fred Warner. I mean, he has yeah. uh, had a buy in there, so he's a little lower due to that, but he's not been great. Um, Quan Alexander is outperforming him. And maybe Warner could be skewed by the mud bowl, so maybe we should cut him some slack. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Darius Leonard's was injury related. Alec Ogletree missed a couple games. I mean, some of these guys that are down further aren't, you know, are, that are big names. Von Miller has been a big disappointment. Oh, I would agree with that. Um, Von I Miller's mean, a guy that I, I, I picked up a lot of Von Miller this year simply because of the sack potential in yep. these high sack leagues. And now, some of that could be attributed been... to Bradley Chubb being gone for the season. Well, been... even the first three weeks of Bradley Chubb there, they did nothing. They did nothing together. They had zero sacks through like three games. So. And my boy Josie Jewell's been a disappointment. Yeah, what's going on there? I'm not sure. I, I really don't know what. The I don't do. really watch Denver football because I can't. I will stand say that AJ Johnson, a former Vol, has uh, he didn't do too well last week, but the prior two weeks to that, twelve and thirteen points, twenty five points in Jules' absence, or yeah, I mean that's pretty telling. So I don't know exactly. They've got a Malik Reed that's doing well. Um, I'm not exactly sure. I'm I'm still on Jules' boat right now. I'm hoping it's just that uh, injury that he had was kind of slowing him down or whatever, but we'll see. Yeah. You, well, you know what you can do? You can check out our boy Ben Glazer's uh, Snap Counts article because sure. he does a great job of breaking down the salary, the, not the salary cap, the Snap Counts, <laughs> and uh, that's that's the Capology 101 podcast that breaks down the salary cap. Uh, but they... He breaks down the snap counts and gives you the information you need, and uh, I'm pretty sure there's a, a bite about Denver's linebacking core because it is a very profitable linebacking core when you can get the right guys um, right. and their percentages. Um, but there's only one way to check that out, and that's to become a member of DFF. So let's hear from the guys at DraftKings who are now bringing, us, bringing you the membership free, basically. Yep. If you go to DraftKings.com, so let's hear from them. 
DynastyFootballFactory.com has it all. Impact articles, a full scope of fantasy football rankings, ADP, and exclusive members-only access to Factory Sports Slack channel. Dynasty, Redraft, IDP, Debbie, and even DFS. A Factory Sports membership unlocks it all. And annual memberships are free. That's right. We've partnered with DraftKings to bring you your annual sports membership for free. Just go to DynastyFootballFactory.com slash shop and click on the DraftKings membership promo. Sign up for your DraftKings account, deposit just $20, and you'll receive a free $10 bonus and free Factory Sports annual membership. Eligibility and restrictions apply. See website for details. So act now and become a Factory Sports member for free. Visit DynastyFootballFactory.com slash shop today. And if you check out our DFF uh, handle, there's a pretty sharp-looking video that uh, Fenero put out um, about that promo. So if you want to see that advertisement uh, and get the information from them, uh, pretty cool visuals and all. Right. Especially when the... Uh, you get the key unlocking stuff, you know, it's pretty cool right. visuals to check out. Uh, but you can also get all Daryl's articles. Um, I've been extremely busy and not been able to write lately. Uh, shame so. on you. Shamey, shamey, shamey. Well, you know. <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, you have been busy. You have. Yeah, you know, life happens. And, it does. You know, kids happen and, you know. It's just been uh, a busy, busy beginning of the year. Right. Uh, lots of plans, and then, you know, life happens, and you got to try to manage your 50 fantasy leagues, too. Right. So, you know, if I didn't have 50 of them, maybe I could could do a little bit more writing. Right. Um, um, speaking of, I got to go through and set some lineups because. Uh, oh, yeah, I do too. Thursday night game. Yeah, although uh, the only thing you really need to worry about is getting Adam Thielen out of those lineups because you really shouldn't start any Redskins either. Um, so going real quick, uh, corners, uh, who cares? Oh. That sums that up. I'm not wasting time on corners. We've been talking too long. Hey. Too wasting time on corners. Hey. Um, obviously, plug and play. Like, find a good matchup. Plug and play. If you have any questions, ask Daryl. He's the he's the expert. <laughs> Moving to safety. safety. Safety has been one of my favorites because a lot of my guys have hit this year as far as guys I'm a big fan of. Uh, well, one I didn't expect is Von Bell, who has been apparently yes. monstrous for yes, New Orleans. Yes, yes. Uh, he's the number one in my league right here. Landon Collins at two, Tracy Walker at three, Jabril Peppers at four, Sean Davis, or not Sean Davis, Sean Williams at five, Kevin Byer at six, Harrison Phillip, or yeah, Harrison, here we go. I'm, I'm just reading things wrong here. Uh, <laughs> Harrison Smith, who uh, our boy Evan mentioned last week as his yep. protege or mentor, I guess. Uh at seven, Jesse Bates at eight, Ronnie Harrison nine, Antoine Bethea at ten, Justin Simmons at eleven, and haha, Clinton Dix at twelve. Um, we've we've had some some top guys just go out. We had uh, Keanu Neal, who's now out for the season. We had John mm-hmm. Johnson, who would have been on this list uh, had he not gone on IR yep. before last week's game. Um, 
a bunch of the usual suspects. The only surprising things I see here, Von Bell's a little surprising. He's as high as he is. Um, may have to do with the fact that he hasn't had a bye yet. Um, but Antoine Bethea, I know he has been a high point getter, but he is quietly safety number 10. Yep. Exactly I think because he has had zero big plays and just getting the tackle numbers pretty yep. much. And that's kind of back during the season. You know, we, me and you discussed this. We had a lot of questions about him or Jervale uh, Peppers. I was a Peppers guy, and you Peppers were. is number four. And I was a so Bethea guy, pretty. but this, I was a Bethea guy, but this is kind of where I was thinking that he would just be that consistent tackle monster. And that's kind of where I was at with Bethea. Now, Peppers has pleasantly been a surprise because he has uh, turned it on, and I think he gets a boost like this league that I'm in. He's number four, but he also gets a boost due to the return stuff that he does, like kickoff. Well, so that's a little well, bit. For him. Well, <laughs> he doesn't get any point return stuff in this league. And, and unless he returns one, he's not getting any. Right. Um, but but he where, well. where he has excelled, I mean, he hasn't, he's, he's done okay. He doesn't even really have that many big plays. If you look no, at his doesn't. stats, it's all tackles. He's had one interception run back for a touchdown. Yep. Are one fumble recovery or forced fumble. That's so you're good looking at what? So when when he starts making big plays, look out because he's number four and hasn't done any of that. Yeah, and that's he's four in my league. I mean, you're looking they at got Landon Collins at two. I mean, Collins is one in my league. So I mean, we're basically right there together. So Landon Collins and Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> For Dexter Lawrence, Jabril Peppers, and uh, I think who else did they get out of that deal? Nothing, nothing really, I don't think. So Odell Beckham and Landon Collins for Jabril Peppers and who? Uh, Dexter Lawrence was pretty much what they got. What They, they, they let Collins walk. Ooh. They gave him away. They uh-huh. traded Odell Beckham for uh-huh. Peppers and that 17th pick, basically. <sighs> You know, I think they're doing okay. I'm an Odell hater, so I'll keep my opinions to myself. So. <laughs> I mean, you know, I th- I've been on record saying they should have kept Collins, and I stand by that. Um, but, but Peppers has been a good fill-in for him. I think Peppers and Bethea have made leaving Col- or losing Collins acceptable. I yeah. mean... Because they've both, I mean, we're both talking about them. I mean, they're both top ten players. So, you know, while Collins may be one of my league, you know, Peppers is four, Bethay is ten. You've got two top ten safeties on that defense. And I think that's, you know, if you can do that, I think losing a player like Collins is okay because you're getting two back in his place that's arguably just as good. Because, like you said, Peppers isn't getting the big plays. Bethea really isn't getting the big plays. He's just been – they've both been those consistent tackle machines. And uh, yeah. like you said, if they start getting the big plays, look out. Do you know who's ranked number 40 in safeties? Ooh, let me look at mine just as kind of number 40. It's probably not the right one. Mine is Andrew Sandejo. <laughs> well, you should know what's coming. Okay. 
Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was coming. I did as soon as you said that which is funny because he is where is he? Oh I've got to look. Oh, you're killing me with that. Oh, Ray crazy. Sean Jenkins. Jenkins is 43. <laughs> yes. It's getting played once an episode. Once an episode. From now until the cows come home. Or Ray Sean Jenkins decides to retire. Or then we'll just start playing it for... Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins. Or we, we can also go and we can talk about corners for five seconds. Oh, we man. also got... Janoris <laughs> Jenkins. Oh, this is never going to die, is it? It's not. As long <laughs> as there's a Jenkins in football playing defense, we got it covered. Anyway, uh, there were not really a huge surprises safety-wise. I, I think all the guys league, that are up there, the only surprise is, I mean, even Justin Simmons isn't really a surprise. Tracy Walker's kind of a surprise. I'm surprised. I mean, Jamal Adams had a bye week in there, or else he'd be up there. But he had a bye week, and he would be. I mean, if you click over to averages, I mean, yeah, yeah, you're right. Averages, he's 11. So, I mean, if you're going, which is maybe how we should have looked at this, but if we're just looking season long, who's got any of those points? Averages, he's eighth in my league. So, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, he's fine. But then with averages, you get these guys like Rashad Jones, it looks like they're golden because they're, you know, 20th in average. But then you look at points and they've been injured for six weeks. Or And just to touch on something real quick, this is something that me and you kind of hit on last year. We kind of went with it this year. Cincinnati supports two safeties. So the Giants. Sean Williams, Jesse. So do the Giants. That's exactly where I was going yeah, bad I teams. Think those that's were... what it has to do with. Yes, bad but, teams. And, and do you know what else they have in common? Do you know what else they have in common? Uh, what's that? Terrible linebacking cores in front of them. And they don't have very good quarterback play either. So they're on the field a lot. The defense is well. The safeties are getting the tackle numbers because the linebackers aren't because they're no good. Very true. Very true. You're exactly it's, right. That's that, my hypothesis. Is you know, yeah, they have bad. Te- they're on bad teams, but right. they're a lot of bad teams have good linebackers that eat up those tackles. Whereas this team does not have that happening. That so for Bates and yep. Williams and Peppers and and Bethea are getting all the tackle numbers because they're. Right. It, it may have to do with where they play on the field too, but you know. It's no coincidence that they're terrible linebackers right. in front of them that are not all pro guys. Um, anything else? I mean, no, that's pretty much it for the top 12. You want to answer a few Reddit questions real quick or sure. Let's fire away with the Reddit. I know that's your favorite place to be. It's, well, I won't go on the Reddit to answer them. So I'll answer <laughs> them here. All right. So, some of these I'm going. I haven't looked at any of these, by the way. They came in today, um, and I'll try to answer some of them as we go. Uh, first one is Telvin Smith a must hold in dynasty formats? Must no. Uh, am I? Yeah. If I have him, I spent draft capital on him, and if I have an empty spot, I'm going to hold him. I would rather have him than 
I guess, like 50% of my rookie dart throws. So, you know, I'd hold him over most guys that are my bench guys, you know. I look at him as basically somebody that's on, like, injured reserve or suspended that I can't put on IR or something. He's just the guy taking up space. Um, I own him in, like, three or four leagues, and he's staying on my roster. I'm not going to cut him because... When he comes back next year, he's still an LB one in my eyes. So, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, if you if you have a short bench, shallow bench, and you need the roster spot because you need a buy, or if you play in leagues that's what you know the leagues that we call general D line D or D line linebacker defensive backs. Usually, those type of leagues, unless it's really deep, you're probably not keeping him there. Redrafts, you're not keeping him. Uh, stuff like that, but if you've got deep rosters or an IR spot, then like you said, I, I think you kind of well redraft. You, of- redraft, you should have never taken him because you knew he True. wasn't playing. Well, some uh, people drafted. I know, super but early. super early redraft. Some of them do. Why on earth would you draft early for redraft? I don't. I, know. I, I, I don't get. Know. I get the dynasty fever of drafting early but redraft redraft there is no good reason to draft before the third preseason i agree i agree i don't even play redraft it's that's not i don't like redraft myself i don't either i'm I'm bad at those leagues (laughs) that's what i found because i'm a better dynasty player than a redraft player okay so this comes from and i'm going to mention the name and you'll see why his name is Walter Grove. Says he loves our podcast. Thank you, for Walter, for listening. Yes, um, absolutely. Let's see. He says, I feel like I've been chasing points. Don't chase points. <laughs> Start your studs. That's right. Says, I feel like I've been chasing points all season. I can't seem to predict who's going to have the big games. That happens. Is this Neither can strategy we. Neither wrong? can we. So... No, we can't. It's it's that's the thing about your IDP. You, know, you cannot. So so real quick before you get yeah. to his scenario, don't chase points. Play the guys that you exactly. trust to play the snaps, and if they make plays, they make plays. Right. Some weeks they're not going to make plays. Some weeks you're going to get goose eggs from yep. your boom bust guys. If you want to roll out Von Miller, you know, and, and Von Miller is maybe a bad example, but if you want to roll out Cleo Mack great football player <laughs> he can give you a zero every once in a while on your idp squad because because that those are the sure kinds can. of weeks he had but then the following week you know he what? can I give you you never let me finish talking the following week he give you a three sacks and two forced fumbles and then you're happy so don't chase points and i know you said you feel like you're chasing points don't tinker that much like And I think that's one of the biggest mistakes we make is in fantasy in general where, you know, and this is where like guys like John Ross, people hopped on top of John Ross because he had one huge game against Seattle and he had a couple of good games after that, granted. But yep, like people, Will Fuller had 50 points or whatever the other week. We we actually we were talking about it on I rated IDP <laughs> right. live. We 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 picked yeah. we picked right in that one. But the following week, what did he do? Nothing. Yep. So you you 
exactly we, right. we know these trends in in offense but we never think about those trends in defense so think about you got your guys that are boom bust and you got your solid floor guys you play your solid floor guys and you sprinkle in some boom bust guys that help you go over the top if you have all boom bust guys then you are looking for a, a recipe for disaster because if you have half your guys hit and half your guys not hit you end up with nothing positive because then you have just a crazy thing but anyway let's get to the the actual question here so so yeah so he says is this strategy wrong pass rushing defensive ends versus experienced quarterbacks who should get sacked safeties on high scoring teams tackle hog linebackers versus teams who run the ball and then he goes on to say my underperforming team start nine minimum of two slash positions. So I'm guessing two at each position. Let's take the got, first part uh, of this. Let's take the first part okay. of this first before we get to his specific uh, lineup. Go question. ahead. I, this is maybe just me and maybe it's just my, maybe it's just something I don't have the time to do. I don't really look at opponents too much when I'm, I, I, I look at opponents only when I have a, I got two guys that I think are pretty even. Then I might look at opponents. Most of the guys I drafted as my top three linebackers, I'm playing as my top three linebackers week in, week out. I don't care. I drafted them because I believe in their talent, and I drafted them because I believe they're going to get tackle numbers. Now, I'm not going to be stubborn enough to say, okay, I drafted... uh, Let's see. I, I drafted Trey Boston, and Trey Boston had one good week or two good weeks. He had a good week one, and he's been crap ever since. I'm not stubborn enough to say I'm going to keep playing Trey Boston, but what I'm saying is you're studs. You always start. You're never going to bench Mike Evans. You may cry and complain because he got you a goose egg one week, but you're <laughs> right. never benching Mike Evans. Exactly right. So think about that on defense. You know, you drafted Antoine Bethea to be your top safety. You're playing him every week. You got to think of it as, as that. And and you're going to get burnt some weeks playing your studs. Your studs every once in a while are going to crap to bed and give you a bad week. Wow. That's life. That's, that's fantasy, okay? <laughs> David Johnson's, you know, one carry that screwed half of fantasy football this year this week you know or actually that's one twelfth of fantasy football because you know 12 team leagues one one team owns david johnson um that happens you, you can't control that right whether now now some of the things if i'm looking at defensive ends i normally have my top two guys and then i draft a bunch of bye week and this has to do with, I guess, with roster construction. How do you build your roster? Are you constantly looking at matchups? Because if you are, then you probably didn't spend a high pick on defensive ends. You probably just have a bunch of middle-of-the-road guys that you are you are kind of playing matchups, in which case you look for crappy offensive lines like Cincinnati, Cleveland, Houston. Miami. 
My well, everybody against start everybody against Miami. <laughs> I mean, that's just a given. A Washington yeah. start them all against Washington. And, they and look for bad be- teams to play. Are, are you going to start a defensive end against the Saints? I don't like starting them against the Saints because the no. Saints historically protect their quarterback pretty well, and their quarterback gets the ball out of his hands quickly. Right. So yes, I do take a look at that stuff, but and that's specifically for my. I got two guys. I got to make a decision between these two. Exactly. My exactly. my basic starting lineup is set pretty much every yep. week, except for bye weeks. Yep. My one league, I'm starting Buckner. I'm starting, I, and my defensive ends in this league are terrible. But, you know, just to give you an idea of, of how I kind of set a lineup here, I, I got my guys. Yep. You know, I'm starting DeForest Buckner every week. Uh, I have Frank Clark and Marcus Davenport. Is Marcus Davenport setting the world on fire? No. Is nope. Frank Clark? No. But nope. I drafted those as my top guys. I looked on the waiver wire. There's crap out there. I'm not going to go pick up you know, Ronald Blair from the 49ers, who had a couple good weeks, and play him over Marcus Davenport, who I believe in the talent and that he will overcome eventually. Right. My linebackers. Now, my linebackers in this league are great, so you might not have this <laughs> situation. I'm rolling out Levante David, uh, Deion Jones, Darius Leonard, and Bobby Wagner every week because I constructed this team this way. Sure, some of my league mates probably let me have these guys too easily, but drafted them. Deion Jones was a draft pick. Darius Leonard was a draft pick. Levante Hmm. David and Bobby Wagner I got when they were like rookies. Back in 2012, I acquired Levante David. So I drafted these guys. I did the research, and I drafted them, and I've kept them. Right. My corners. My corners is where I'd use the revolving door technique. I look at who's peaking. I look at averages. What I do is I look at the last three weeks. How have you done the last three weeks? Are you consistently getting me six, seven points a week? Okay. I'll go for the top guys that are getting me that consistency over the past few weeks. If you're going to go up against a team like, say, Minnesota early in the season that was running the ball like 100 times a game, I'm not going to play a corner against you. I'm not really going to play a corner that's playing Seattle too much because Seattle likes to pound the ball. You're not going to get tackle opportunities. I look for tackle opportunities. Safety-wise, I draft studs, and I don't care who they're playing. I I like to draft at least one or two studs, and and if not, I try to find guys like Jabril Peppers that you could have gotten real cheap in the offseason and and get guys like that. So, I mean, I think a lot of it is got to be prepared. Yep. And don't. When we make waiver ads, waiver ads should be for the bottom of your roster. Right. And they should be for guys that are replacing injured guys, primarily. Right. Or bye weeks. And to touch on my home league, it looks like me and you have very similar uh, styles here. Yeah. Uh, you know, defensive tackles, 
you didn't mention, but whatever. Looking at defensive ends, because that was kind of the question, I have Daniil Hunter. I drafted him early. He's my stud because I felt he was going to be a stud, and so far he has been. So let me ask you, Daryl, besides his bye week, is he ever not starting for you? Absolutely not. He's He's starting every every week. He's starting every week. I don't care if it's against the number one offensive line in the league. I'm starting him every week. And and here's a reason why. Derek Barnett, he's probably – I've got – here's my four defensive uh, ends. I have Jonathan Allen, Derek Barnett, Daniil Hunter, and Leonard Williams. That's a pretty solid four-man group. Daniil Hunter, unless he's injured or on a bye week, he is never not being started. Ever. Yeah, and, and I, I see with your situation there, Jonathan Allen and Derek Barnett, I would be probably, that would be the situation I'm looking at every week. Exactly, that's making, the one making I'm kinda, like this that week, decision. Like this week, I'll throw this at you. Hunter starts regardless, doesn't, yeah. doesn't matter who he's playing. Against so Washington. Have, huh. Exactly. So as the number two, would you start Barnett versus Buffalo? at Buffalo, or would you start Allen versus Minnesota at Minnesota? I would probably play Barnett. Before you answer, Allen is averaging just a little bit better than Barnett right now. Far scoring in my league. I'd probably play Barnett only because Allen can be sacked. Right. And I think Minnesota has a little bit better offensive line than Buffalo. Yeah, the only thing, the only advantage Allen might have is getting tackles um, right. from the running game because they're going to be pounding the ball after they take right. a fourteen to twenty point lead on right. Washington. And my linebacker situation is kind of like yours. It's a <laughs> it's a shame of riches, so to speak, because I have yeah, and you have to scout and draft well. Is what right. you I mean, have I have to do an IDP. It's how you build teams that are gonna be year in year out contenders. Is exactly you build the defense. Like my defense, I don't have to worry about it. I can worry about tinkering with offense and trading guys on the offensive side of the ball. You know, now granted, this this is a dynasty league that's been around since 2012, so it's not like I built this team in a year and it's right. a stud team all around. These are guys I've gotten out of value. You know, Darius Leonard last year was a second or third round pick. Yep. Yeah. In my rookie draft, so and he is one of the top linebackers when he's playing. Right. So what what is his uh, his roster okay, question so. going to be? Since we talked way too, he's much. saying my under. My underperforming teams start nine, minimum two, I'm guessing, at each position, which is, excuse me, defensive line, linebacker, defensive back. So he's got the general position. You're starting nine. So you you have two of each and then three flexes. Is that? Uh, That's kind of where I'm taking it. Okay. He's got his defensive line as Brandon Graham, Everson Griffin, Justin Houston, Olivier Vernon. See, that there is, is. He's got these aging vets that are right. un- underperforming. So I would agree he's underperforming. Everson right. Griffin has played well. I'd start him every week. And I'd probably roll out Justin Houston every See, week. See, I'd probably so go with I, Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham's point totals have been awful this year and last year, too. We, we talked about that in the offseason. He, he has not been he's, – he's a bigger name than he is fantasy player. 
Houston just scares me, though. Why? One, the injury, and he's not, he's kind of a boomer. So when he gets injured, you don't play him. (laughs) Right. He's not injured now. He hasn't been injured all season. So we're agreeing that Olivier Vernon is not an option. Well, we talked about him earlier yeah, being a huge did. disappointment. So, yeah. I mean, he's even a guy I'd look to try to try trade, or if you can, I don't even think you can get anything for him or upgrade over. Let's say it like that to upgrade. Up- upgrade. Look on the waiver wire. I mean, honestly, he, yeah, maybe give. I, you know what? Give him about two more weeks. New England. Don't judge him against New England. They do have a little easier schedule coming up, if I'm not mistaken. The Browns do. So maybe so. don't throw them out yet. I'm guessing they use this bye week to to hopefully these coaches got their head out of their rectum and <laughs> decided to start going back to what worked last year because this team was much better last year. You're right. Uh, so what's his linebacker situation looking like? Or is that, was that defensive end was what he's concerned with? Well, that was defensive line, so I'm guessing tackles and ends are in one group. Well, ends. I don't play tackles unless they're getting huge points. So you're you're Um, going with ends there. Yeah, I'm just trying to stress that it's a general position type, not specific. So So in other words, D-tackles and corners are useless in this league. Basically, yes. Um, Linebackers, he has Shaq Barrett, Jamie Collins, A.J. Johnson, Benedrick McKinney, Alec Ogletree, Patrick Awansie, Hassan Reddick, Anthony Walker, and Telvin Smith. Until Telvin Smith comes back, I think he's a non-factor. Alec Ogletree's a little banged up for me, so I'm not looking at him. Um, McKinney, I'm not really looking at him. McKinney's a floor guy. He's been decent. He's right there with Zach Cunningham, so you were saying about Zach Cunningham having a good year. You can't say that McKinney's not because he's right there with him. Well, I'm looking, but he doesn't have Cunningham, so I'm kind of looking at I know, he has McKinney. I would go with Barrett Collins and Walker as the three, but I will say this. If Josie Jewell continues to struggle, A.J. Johnson is one that you should definitely look at. I mean, you only have to start two. I'm only starting two right. of these guys. I'm really honestly, because I mean, unless AJ Johnson takes that job as and has a stranglehold on it, right. I'm not. I can start him. He's probably the top guy I'm interested in out of this group, dynasty wise. And then, I mean, Shaq Barrett. He's already starting to come back down to earth. I mean, <laughs> I don't want any parts of that. Jamie Collins is probably the second guy I'm starting out of this lineup. I mean, I'm still not sold on Anthony Walker being any good. I ain't either. So I'm starting Collins, and I guess I'm starting Barrett unless I find out that A.J. Johnson has the job, definitely. Right. That's kind of where I'm at. I don't – again, I'd like to see what's on waivers here because – Yeah, they didn't mention anything about waivers, so – um, I mean, I'm sure he's he's kind of scooped up guys we've talked about and stuff. Right. But I mean, like, there's got to be some nugget out there that that's I would think so. Taken here. I mean, even uh, in in me and the Madman have that team we share. Right. There's nothing on waivers, and, and I, I still, like, there's no. 
I'm still able to find a, a dude to just say, okay, I guess I'll take this guy. Right. A lot of these guys that are on this roster are guys that I'm like, okay, I guess I'll take this guy. Right. You know, like, I'm, with- I'm not in love. Like, Jamie Collins, <laughs> by no means, should have been your plan coming into the season. No. And neither- so I look at a lot of these guys, and he's lucked out on a lot of these guys. He has. I think Telvin Smith is where he unlucked. Yeah, and that happens. I mean, he, it, think of it as an uh, as an ACL injury without the ACL injury. And I think maybe Anthony Walker is one that he kind of he could have leaned on him last year a lot. Yeah, this yeah. year he's just not performing like he did. So. Exactly. Uh, I think Barrett was a surprise. Collins is a surprise. AJ Johnson I mean, is a surprise. Done, and the rest done, of the group, other than he's done okay. He's done well in picking up these guys. It's just you got to stay consistent with starting them because if you start bouncing from guy to guy week to week, that's when you get stuck in that chasing points and you end up not getting the points from anybody because you're constantly chasing. What's his safety or DBs look like? And then the DBs, I actually kind of like his DBs a little bit. Uh, He's got Jesse Bates, Anthony Harris, Bradley McDougal, Eric Weddle, and Eric Reed. Uh, for me, the one that jumps out quickly is Jesse Bates. I think he's your probably your main guy. Probably Bates and Reed for me every week. Just start Bates and Reed. Yep. That's Don't try to bounce off of them. McDougald, I wouldn't start anymore. Harris nope. is is just a guy. Somebody asked me about Harris earlier today. I said he's just a guy. He's he's that's what he is. He's a guy, a body you could put in there on bye weeks, but other than that, I don't want him. Um, the other guys were okay. It's just I'm starting Reed and I'm starting. Um, what's his name? Uh, Bates. Bates, yes, Jesse Bates. Yeah, and a he's guy, a guy I've been looking for. Uh, I've been looking for both the Whiteheads, uh, Jordan and Jermaine. Yes. Those yes, are guys I'm yes. scooping up wherever I can get them. So they're available. And, and it's surprising how many leagues that I'm in they're that available. he's available. Yes, Both exactly. Both of them are available. Yes, league, so. <laughs> you're exactly right. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's move on to the next one. I know where Dan's wanting to push. Yeah, we're, 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 we I'm can trying, take one more. Trying to get as many as I can in. Uh, uh, let's do a couple quick ones here. No. In a dynasty league, would you rather have Quan Alexander or Rashawn Evans? In dynasty, I think you gotta. I'm going Rashawn Evans. I'd go Evans because he's a couple years younger and less injury history. I like Quan Alexander a lot. Yes, uh, I but do if too. I if I was drafting right now, I'd take Evans. I think over Alexander. Alexander. Evans has taken over the role that we thought he'd take over. So I'm yep. going with Evans. He is a high, higher draft pedigree. I know the Niners paid him a lot, but I'm going to lean Evans slightly. Yep. Me too. Younger, better situation as far as, I want to say better situation. I take that back. Um, just, I just think the long-term versus the short-term, you got to go with Evans. And that's yeah, what he's asking about in the dynasty. Short-term, take Alexander because he's, he's yes, producing right. right now. Evans, I think, is more of a you'll get you'll get more later than you're getting now. So and if Rashad, you need somebody for this year, take Alexander. If you're going dynasty, I, I'd take Evans dynasty-wise. And Rashawn Evans is a super hot topic right now. 
Um, right here again, in a dynasty, are any of these guys droppable for Rashawn Evans? <laughs> this first one, absolutely not. He's got Darius Leonard, Tremaine Edmonds, Nick Vigil, Miles Jack, and Devondre Campbell. I would Nick, if I'm Nick dropping, Vigil. Exactly. I'm dropping Vigil. Drop Vigil. Pick up yep. Evans. I think he's pretty the simple. Rest. Um The other guys keep. I mean yeah. why why I don't even know why he'd entertain dropping Darius Leonard. I mean, I think he's proven himself. Right. And I think Tremaine Edmonds has been pretty good. I know he's had a little bit of a down year, but he's yeah, been Yeah, but he's still decent. Like, yeah. I mean, he's and still Miles, doing good. He's just not doing great. Right. Like, I think we we, and Miles crowned, we crowned him. Miles Jack's kind of in the same boat. Devondre Campbell's been a kind of surprise, but I think out of the group, you're right. Vigil's the guy you draw. I mean, Campbell, you could probably trade to somebody, say, you got a top you got an LB one here. Like, what are you giving me? That if you're you're looking to, you know, capitalize on Campbell, then trade him. Don't just drop him. Right. I know a lot. Not not a lot of leagues like to trade defense for defensive players. So yeah, they don't. They. I get that, but tr- you got to try. Like, even if it's for another defensive player, if you need another defensive position try to do it that way instead of you know you might not get an offensive player out of the deal but you know try to upgrade somewhere what's next um here's one it says uh, not a lot of info so it says um i just grabbed uh luke keekley off waivers and I already have. Waivers, huh? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, says I just grabbed <laughs> Luke Keekley off waivers, and I already have Roquan Smith. It's just a single IDP league, which okay. I, I can understand. Somebody's bye week; they didn't want to roster right. two guys. It's okay. just a single. It's just a single IDP league, but can't really afford to hold them both going forward. Opinions. So I'm guessing he's Keekly. at Keekley or Roquan Smith. Um, redraft I go Keekly I mean even if you're only rostering one of these dudes Keekly is going to give you the higher floor I think than Roquan Smith right now uh, immediately yes that's what we're talking about immediately right so yeah I, I agree with they you. both they both have had their bye week so that's not an issue yes I, I think Luke Keekly redraft wise i mean this is basically a redraft league because if you're only stuck you're only keeping one you could pick up a stud anytime you want so if you picked up luke keekley it's because you said hey this is luke keekley i'm taking him roquan smith even though he has done well has not performed as well as luke keekley has and luke keekley can get you i mean if you watch a carolina panthers game Right. The first drive, Luke Keekley racks up like three or four tackles immediately because he's just that good of a player. I mean, right. I'm not denying his talent. On I am telling you to sell him, but trade him. Don't I mean? And in a one IDP league, nobody's trading for an IDP. They're just going to pick somebody up off of waivers. Which is why some of these some of these leagues, when we talk about oh trade this guy, blah, blah, get this get you know. Some of these leagues, nobody's going to trade for an IDP if they only had to start two or one. Because right. you can go on the wire and just grab somebody. Uh, so. 
So another quick one here. We maybe squeeze in a couple more. AJ Johnson droppable for Pierre Paul. In my opinion, no, especially no. if this is a dynasty league. Um, but even if it's a redraft league, no. I mean, this year, Pierre Paul. Paul hey. Pierre Paul even practicing? I haven't heard anything about Pierre Paul practicing. I have. I heard something the other day. Something about, uh, oh, shit. He was cleared or is about to resume practice. But even still, I don't think he's eligible to return for another. I, see, I don't know these rules exactly in NFL. I think you can come back and practice two weeks prior to your actual return. So, like, if you're going to return in week eight, you can actually come back and practice with a team in week six. Um, for me, though, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. I'm I'm keeping AJ Johnson because I think his long term value, especially, is much better. Yeah. Um, here's one that's kind of crazy. Well, not crazy. Do I try to sell high on Jamie Collins or do you expect him to bounce back? Uh, wait till he has a good week and then sell him high because this half point week, you're not going to be able to say sell right. high. I mean, wait till he has another boom week and then try to sell him. You should have tried to sell him the week he had the pick six, I think. <laughs> right. But yeah, definitely try to trade Jamie Collins. I mean, sell him on he's an LB one. Like we said for Campbell, he's an LB one. Sell wow. him, sell him, sell him. Absolutely, he's a 29, 30 year old linebacker who's looked like he was dead to rights a couple of years ago. So I mean, he's had a resurgence with New England, but you know, right? If you fly too close to the sun, sun. You're gonna get burned. Your, your wings, your wax wings are going to melt and you'll go plummeting down to earth. Okay. There's, uh, a, there's some Greek myth for you. Okay. Here's, here's an interesting one. Uh, this is from... <laughs> Last one. We got to wrap this up. Okay. I've got to mention this just because of the username. Okay. Rocket Dong. <laughs> he says... Uh, <laughs> he says, I only start one linebacker. And Vander Esch is on a buy. Top four available are Tremaine Edmonds, Shaq Thompson, Devin White, and Quan Alexander. I'm leaning towards Shaq Thompson because they play a San Francisco team who has a great offense, which is likely means more opportunities for tackles, but I'm also thinking Edmonds. Uh, I would actually go with Quan. Because you, you're, I mean, I'm not great with the matchup stuff because that's not something I really analyze in my lineups. But with Quan, you're facing the Panthers with yeah. Kyle Allen. Um, it's it's got a potential to shoot out a little bit, and they want to run the ball with McCaffrey. They want to run the ball with McCaffrey. They play close to the line. Uh, you, you got crossing routes. You got tight end play. You got, you know, Olsen. You got the crossing routes with uh, Samuel. You, you have screen game going. You have lots of opportunity for Alexander to make plays, if not just get tackles. He's a safe floor for this week. Um, I hope he's not. And you also have to think 
Van Der Esch isn't guaranteed to come back after the bye. He had that exactly. neck injury, so you might be looking at two weeks or more. They say it was finger, but listen. Yeah, and he could be back in two or three weeks, but right. I mean, he could still be, miss a couple games. Alexander's already had his bye. You got a couple weeks with him. I don't mind the other plays. I don't like Shaq Thompson because he's second fiddle to, yeah, to Keekly. If you're picking a guy... Alexander's the lead dog with with San Francisco. Um, Shaq Thompson's kind of the second fiddle there. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds, I'm just not... If I got my choice of guys, I'm going to go after somebody else right now. I think he's a solid floor play. Um, but if you're going for your peak you know, choice, your peak choice right now is Quan Alexander, I think. That's exactly where I'm at. Um one more or you want to you keep i you're running the show i'm just pushing one quick quick one just like boomer boom done (laughs) okay okay pick three this week roquan leonard jones or bush me it's bush leonard jones who's the other one the the fourth and fifth one so he's got roquan smith darius leonard Deion Jones, Devin Bush. I'm probably leaving Smith out, too, because Deion Jones is facing Seattle. Ooh. Devin Bush should just – Devin Bush is a monster. Um, And Darius Leonard's the maniac. So, I mean, you got the monster and the maniac that need to go. You know uh, what? I missed on Landry last year, but I'm so glad I'm not missing on Bush this year. I tried to tell everybody he is going to be a beast, and he is. Oh yeah, I mean he he's he was as soon as he was drafted to Pittsburgh, he was my number one dude. Yeah, that's and cool. Devin White has been hampered by injuries. Don't sleep on him either, though. No, I'm I'm not sleeping on White, but I I still he's he's off to a slower start. Bush came out of the gates thumping, so it's <laughs> it's it's different, and it's kind of like Leonard last year came out just thumping people, and it, it's. The game is at a different speed for those kind of guys, and they just yep. have an it factor that's you can't teach what they do. Exactly, it's instinct. It's it's all preparation. It's all. I mean, you can you, you can help it by doing certain things. Don't but, you just think Bush is just he's a perfect fit for that Steeler defense? He is. He, he's, I mean, he's he's you couldn't have asked for a better landing spot. You really I don't want to say he's Ryan Shazier, but he's Ryan Shazier. Here's your hot take. He's better than Ryan Shazier. Mark it down. Mark it down. Argue with you too much. I'm telling you, Devin Bush is going to rewrite some record books in Pittsburgh. Going to do it. It's going to happen. Yeah. With what they do, with how they run that defense, and with the talent around him, he is a superstar, and he's exploding. I mean, he does something every week that we weren't ready for. So. Well, we're going to get out of here. All righty. I'll answer the rest so, of these guys. If you're on Reddit, I'll answer the rest of them. You uh, can tweet them to me and I'll... Uh, I will. I will. I'll, I can, I'll uh, answer on Twitter. I, I don't really go on Reddit very much. I don't <laughs> have time to go on Reddit too much. And, and this may be I'm a new a weekly thing. I think uh, if Dan agrees, this is something that kind of... Oh, yeah, we can answer. I'm, I'm all for answering questions. I don't care where they come from. Yeah, I mean, it's... I, mean, I just, it's just personally... A, 
going logging into my Reddit account doesn't happen. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. I'm sorry, people, but fine, I'll do it. <laughs> you you can do all the legwork, and I'll just answer the questions. <laughs> I'm fine with that. That's all right. Fine, I'll do this. Since you do the editing and all that, I'll do this. There you go. You gotta do something around here. Right, gotta earn my weight, huh? <laughs> yep. Well, folks, hopefully you've enjoyed the show. Uh, a little more coherent this week than last. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to record on Friday nights anymore. I think I've learned my lesson. That's I think probably. I remember why we stopped recording on Friday nights. Yeah, because you can't behave. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't behave. <laughs> I can't behave. That's, a, hey, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Oh, if it wasn't for me driving that train, we'd have drove it straight into the uh, wall probably last week, so... <laughs> anyway outro music is getting going here um the 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 fighting ryan Tannehills. who are they playing this week don't you even i'm not even gonna answer that with a dignified response don't you dare king henry do your vols have a chance this week we play south carolina so i so want to say chance. yes okay i want to say yes but they've played well the last two weeks so we'll see go irish Go Hawks. Tighten up. Go Vols. And we are out. out. Good night now. Later, guys. Good luck in your fantasy leagues. Shoot us questions if you need to. At SeahawksDan8. At DFFDWin. Later. Twitter. Facebook. Reddit. Good night.